0: A good leader keeps a sharp eye on their P&L, but even if you're all about the money, it can't be all about the money. To achieve sustainable success, you need people and you need leadership. That's the other P&L, and it's what we'll be talking about in this show. Join Director of People and Culture, Aura Hewitt, and me, Leadership Strategist, Julie Quinn, as we help you improve the other P&L, people and leadership. Welcome everyone to the launch episode of People and Leadership, The Other P&L. We are so glad to be here for our inaugural episode, which feels kind of funny because we've been doing this for a while. This is just kind of the first time you're hearing us on a podcast. Hello, I am Julie Quinn. I'm the Uncommon Leadership Strategist, Executive Coach, and Consultant. I am the founder of Uncommon Consulting, the creator of the Uncommon Leadership Framework, and the Ultimate Productivity Navigator. And I'm a published author on the topic of perseverance and purpose. We're going to talk about all those things in this podcast. I am here with my wonderfully dear and lovely friend and colleague, Aura Hewitt, and she is going to introduce herself in just a moment we're just so excited to be here. Ora, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? And we'll start in with how we ended up doing this.
1: Oh, so excited. Hello, everybody. I'm Ora Hewitt, People and culture Leaders. Super excited to be here. I also am the person that found the People and Leadership. And here is Julie, which we are super excited to now have the podcast together. As Julie said, we have been doing this for a while, connecting with each of you through different platforms, also conversations about business, about people and leadership. And super excited to be launching the podcast now with Julie. Like I couldn't have a better partner. So I'm super excited for this.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh, it's so good. For people who are just tuning in to this podcast now and kind of discovering people in leadership for the first time, what are we talking about? We've been here together for so long. We actually started three years ago. We both just got the happy anniversary from LinkedIn, our third anniversary of doing people in leadership. And it's really remarkable that it's been that long. We actually started out on Clubhouse and then we moved to a Zoom situation and tried a bunch of different things. And now we've kind of graduated so that we're doing an actual podcast and we'll probably be doing some lives as well. So folks can see us and hear us in real time. Or do you remember, can you tell the story about why we started? You had such an inspiration, and I'd love to just share that
1: recall with everyone. Absolutely. So we started as part of the pandemic early on. I ended up saying different things with Julie, and then we opened the opportunity for people to come together, talk about topics that were happening in the workplace, and also to use this option to connect with one another and do continuous learning through the experiences of others. We have, it was interesting, Julian, I was just commenting this, one of the concerns that we still have until today and will continue for years to come is mental health part and how insulation can contribute to that. So we wanted to make sure that we open a platform for people to come to be themselves, ask questions, topics, anything in the business place and related to it and specifically to people and leadership, our original name was leadership and motivation and we did different sessions on that and i was very excited and then after hearing from our listeners and from people that were attending these sessions with both of us julie and i we came out with switching the name from leadership and motivation to people and leadership and that has been for i think that has been the name for about a year and a half now julie wow and it has been an amazing journey i think that One of the things I love the most is, you know, like listening to you and listening to others and all the energy and the love that people have brought to this conversation and how each of you have enriched my life and also my professional career learning from with each of you. So that has been very exciting. Yeah, it
0: really has. (laughs) I want to say how really deeply moved I was when we first met and you told me what you wanted to do, right, it was at right at the dawn of the pandemic. We didn't know what was going on, but you had a really keen understanding of that people are going to be isolated. People are going to be alone, and that is going to be a direct contributor to poor mental health. And what can we do? I mean, you just immediately saw a need and went right into action and then Together, we were able to create this place where, just like you said, the people that we've attracted to these conversations are so passionate about what they do and so concerned about the impact of work. On people's lives, and so moved to contribute to help that in all the different ways, right? We've had people talk about finance and operations and marketing and HR and all kinds of stuff, mental health. And no matter what their topic, it's about helping people succeed and feel belonging and connection in their work and in their life. And so I am so excited to have been a part of that. And I cannot wait to see the rest of this unfold. We have so many cool guests lined up thanks to your huge network, thanks to asking folks to come on up, step on in and share their message. So I'm really excited about who we've got coming up next.
1: I am super excited too. And I cannot wait for the next episode and also for the ones to come. And I'm also excited to hear how What they are doing today, what they are looking to do in the future, what complex situations are they living? Because this is how we learn. This is how each of us become better now in our professional life, but also in life as general. And it's awesome to be able to connect with others and also highlight them through the podcast. So that's something that I'm truly looking for and I cannot wait super excited to be here, super excited to be doing this with you. As I mentioned, you are the greatest partner that I could ever have asked for. And it's a true honor to call you my friend and my partner, my mentor, and let's do it. That's
0: awesome. Well, while we take our listeners through what they're going to expect, let's start with, here's what I know is going to happen, right? Our next episode, if people tune in in order... Is going to be Art Tripotsis, and he's going to be talking about his book, The Everyday Athlete. So we've got that teed right up. And then we've got a number of episodes that actually pull from our earliest conversations because they were great conversations. So we're going to kind of intersperse some of those interviews in the initial episodes. And then from there, pick up a cadence with new folks coming in and talking about how they are providing leadership in their organizations. We've got folks coming from change leadership. We have somebody coming in on data analytics. We've got folks talking about mental health, diversity. We've got all kinds of topics and issues that we're going to plan on having a conversation about. And again, all of these folks, really big hearts, really strong enthusiasm for bringing their best to the organizations that they lead or they consult to or they work for. So we've got a lot of wonderful stuff ahead.
1: Absolutely. Super excited about it. And one of the things, Julia, looking for this podcast also is to see also the newer parts that they are seeing and how Each of these leaders are using experiences and other education, new trends that are happening to actually solve new situations that are happening within the workplace to solve the unknown. So that's one of the things that I'm like, yes, let's hear them. Let's learn with each of them and let's connect with each other. So excited. That's right.
0: So one of the things we have as kind of a companion to this podcast is on LinkedIn, we have a business page called People in Leadership. So you can look us up there and we're going to be updating that page with kind of the things that we're up to in our real lives. We're going to conferences, if we're speaking on panels those kinds of things. will populate that page with those things so you can kind of keep up with what's going on in our lives. And it'll be a great place for you to share as listeners what you'd like to hear about. If there's a topic that you're wrestling with or something that you'd like to take a deeper dive on, we would love to be able to respond to those kinds of things. And that's one of the best places to do that. So that you know where we're coming from, I wonder if it might make sense for Aura, you and I to just spend a little bit of time talking about our backgrounds, you know, kind of how did we get into this space of leadership and human resources and diversity and what you're currently looking to do more of perhaps Um, absolutely do you want to
1: go first (laughs) absolutely why not okay great so long story short (laughs) throughout my career i have been in different departments i started Originally in operations. And then from there, I moved organically into data entry. And then from there, finance, eventually training and development. That's one of my huge passions developing leaders and helping others through LD. And then that was the door through HR. And then after that, I joined. HR and people and leadership, and then that is what I have done. That's my career so far, and a couple of sentences. And then through uh, my career and my experiences, I have the opportunity to learn more about DNI. And that is a passion that I have. I currently serve at the Diversity Workforce Coalition as the board of directors overseeing all programming. And I have that position. Since 2018, I'm super excited for everything that is to come there. And then in other organizations regarding HR, being able to support organizations with the shifts and the changes that we consistently are seeing as well as utilizing strategic planning and other aspects to embrace the workplace from the global perspective, and uh, not necessarily only like for one aspect, people first apply to every aspect of the organizations. So that for me is super exciting. And then from there, the pandemic ended happening. And then as that happening, as Julie said early on, I'm like, hmm, okay, we need to contribute to people. We need to provide some type of positivity into people's life. And then you guys heard it from Julie and then we have been three years and then this has grown and we have been able to make multiple connections and support people. Many of the original people that we have early on, they did a pause for a couple of months and they switched. some of them move out states and we are reconnecting. So super excited to bring them back and have them in the podcast and connect with all of you. Excellent.
0: Excellent. I have always been interested in leadership and particularly change, right? Seeing that there is a need and then thinking about what is the strategy that we can take to fix this problem or improve this problem. And when I say I've always been around that, When I was 16 years old, a teenager, right, still in high school, applying to colleges, I was a grocery checkout clerk. And there was an incident in the grocery store while I was working between a bagger and a manager. So the bagger had done something wrong and definitely needed to be told what to do instead, But the manager handled it in such a way that embarrassed the beggar, embarrassed the customers, embarrassed all of us, grocery clerks, you know. It was really handled very poorly. And here I am, 16 years old. And you know what I think? This is what I want to do with my life.
1: (laughs) I love it. I love it.
0: I want to fix this. That's what I want to do with my life. So I had this epiphany that what I wanted to do was I wanted to help train managers to know how to communicate to employees in a way that made employees feel good about what they were supposed to do so that they would do a good job, the business would succeed, and everyone would be happy. I don't know what other 16-year-old is thinking that kind of stuff at work, but that was my beginning. And since I was applying for colleges, I thought, okay, well, let me look for what that is. I didn't know what that was. So I'm looking at different degrees and programs and I'm like, I'm looking at the management school, school of management, that didn't really seem like it, right? And then I looked at communication and I thought, well, it's sort of communication, right? But not quite. And the thing was, is I didn't have the words for what human resources was. Like, first of all, this was a long time ago. So it was called personnel back then, first off. Secondly, my mom was an entrepreneur, My dad was a school teacher. So we really didn't have language like personnel or HR or or even training and development. That just wasn't part of my vocabulary. So I didn't know what these jobs were. So I did end up going into college for interpersonal communication and I loved it. And it was all about communicating ideas and concepts so that the other person, the listener, the receiver could understand, right? And we could create connection. From there, I got my first job and then realized that, oh, training and development, that's what it's called, training and development. So I ended up connecting with the American Society for Training and Development at the time. And I learned all kinds of stuff about that, really got immersed. And that was my first real job, training and development. And From there, I was encouraged by my boss, actually two successive bosses, to say, Julie, you're up in the ivory tower of training and development. You really need to get some hands-on experience, like in the trenches. So we think you should go into HR. And I was like, no flipping way am I going into HR. My experience to that date was policy and punishment and paperwork and I was like, no, thank you. But thank goodness, I worked for a place, it's called International Data Group and they're still around. I worked for a place there that had an excellent, excellent HR department. That HR department was all about how to help the business do what it wanted to do, as opposed to tell the business why it couldn't do what it wanted to do. And so I was HR trained in a really progressive HR organization. And I stayed in that area. The clouds parted, the angels sang. I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. And so I became a vice president of HR for a number of global companies and really appreciated that until it started to wear on me. The layoffs The difficulty in reconciling what leadership said they wanted versus what they would actually do. It got to the point where I was like, you know what? I think I can do better on my own. So I became a consultant in 2009, and my focus was motivation and meaningful work and management best practices. And I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. (laughs) So over the years, I really evolved and For all kinds of reasons, I ended up going back into an organization as a vice president of talent and culture. It was a really big job that was required of this role, and that was to help transform the organization from one type of business model to another type of business model and write what I was absolutely made for, right? I just, there was change leadership and it was strategy, it was all good stuff. And I went in there and I did that and it's some of the best work that I've done really. But what happened, and you didn't know this was gonna be a seven-year story, did you, Aura? But I,
1: (laughs) I love it, I love it, keep on going, this is, I love it.
0: But what happened was, I ended up feeling, again, kind of similar to the last time I had been in an HR executive position. And that was feeling that disconnect between what I wanted to have happen and what was happening. And that disconnect, that conflict within me really became so... I'll say damaging. And there was lots of reasons for this. It wasn't externally damaging. It was my my own self, my own, you know, things I could have done should have done differently. But at the end of the day, I burned out. I burned out hard. I mean, to the point where I had to leave work for three months to recover and then go back into work and try to do it again and i finally was able to apply my own leadership strategy framework to my own personal self to say julie what do you truly want from your work and from your life and what is it going to take to get that and that is what i mean you know duh right it's what i've done for everybody else all of these years and it hadn't occurred to me to use the very Frameworks that I use for my clients for myself. And once I did that, I was able to create what I do now and have been doing for the past several years, which is being a leadership strategist, a consultant, a coach, and I teach people how to do this. I teach people how to be leadership strategists of their own work and their own life so that they can be living fulfilling and meaningful and engaging lives rather than just feeling like they're on that hamster wheel. So that's why I'm here. And I cannot wait to hear more from you, Aura, from our conversations, and from all of the awesome people we are going to have as guests And I cannot wait to hear from our listeners on the People in Leadership page, on our LinkedIn. And I just can't wait. That's where I'm at.
1: (laughs) I'm with you. And thank you so much for sharing your story with all of us. I think that is so enriching. And also to see your development through the years, through your career, now how you are helping so many others through this, sharing your story and your experience and how now you have utilized the leadership framework that you have support and have created yourself i think that's amazing and you are amazing (laughs) so it's super excited and i cannot wait for everything that is to come and to launch it and to have many listeners and also many speakers coming and sharing their experiences and everything
0: exactly exactly and then (laughs) along the way we'll have some fun too right I'm going to have you speaking about your running, right? And making sure that we're taking time for fitness and getting out into nature, which I know you love. I am sure we're going to be talking about our pets. You've got Scout, who's growing into quite the big dog now. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We'll be talking about my Moxie, I'm sure, golden doodle extraordinaire. So we'll have some fun as well, because it's not all about the business. It's also <laughs> about our lives and who we are. And um, we're looking forward to hearing those kinds of things from our speakers as well.
1: Absolutely. So exciting. One of the things that I remember, Brie, I hope that she can come and join us early in the pandemic when we were talking about, everybody was talking about the work-life balance and all of this stuff. And then Bri comes back and say, Ora, work-life harmony. And I'm like, thank you, Bri. You got it to the beat.
0: Yes. Work-life harmony as opposed to work-life balance.
1: I love that. That's Brie Elliot. Uh, She's amazing. And she shared that with me. And that's something that is has been stuck in my brain ever since we have that conversation. And this is some of the things that we learn from each other, right? From different experiences.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That's exactly right. Well, here is to work-life harmony <laughs> and for talking about how to create that within the context of people in leadership. People in leadership is the other PL. Even if we're focused on every other metric, you got to have people to make it happen and you've got to have leadership to make it happen well. So with that, I think we'll wrap this first episode. Welcome, everybody. We're looking forward to having the conversations. Aura, as always, you are a dear friend and colleague, and I can't wait to continue to do this with you. And we'll see everybody next time.
1: Absolutely. Thank you all. We'll be